0: Good morning, Beyond the Likers. I am actually sitting in a beautiful room with my girlfriend, Brooke. We are down in a uh, little town called Braidwood. In the last 10 to 15 minutes, I think we've stumbled upon what we are believing is some sort of... What's the word? When there are ghost? Paranormal activity? Or is that aliens? I think that's Aliens.
1: I hope it's not an alien. I'm hoping it's
0: just a friendly ghost. So long story short, we stayed overnight in this absolutely beautiful place. And last night I woke up at 1am and I was having this weird out of body experience whereby I was sweating profusely. My heart was beating incredibly fast. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Normally my body wakes me up because my child is awake or there's someone roaming the house but I was in a large room with very eclectic unusual artwork everywhere and I could hear these noises and um, I sent some whatsapp group messages to my girlfriends being like I'm pretty sure that there's ghosts in this house and this morning we've discovered that one of the beds that no one used has appeared to be slept in so, long story short, Brookie is now going to bunk in with me tonight, but I really wanted to get her on the podcast. Now, if you follow her on Instagram, her handle is an organized apartment. Now, Brookie, do you want to give yourself a quick introduction? Just name, age, sex, location, maybe not location, but give us a quick rundown of who you are and what you do on Instagram. Hi, so my name's Brooke. I run
1: the Instagram page called An Organised Apartment, which is all about um, how I organise our busy lives. I've got two girls, Olivia and Anna, aged four and one. Uh, My husband and I both work full-time and I think my... Um, Kind of whole life, I've been quite organized, but as life has gotten busier, I've become more and more focused on organization so I can get, you know, save as much time as I can and enjoy our free time as much as possible. So,
0: just as an FYI, we are sitting in Brookie's room um, currently (laughs) doing this podcast. And she has unpacked her suitcase. She has hung everything up. All her shoes are lined up neatly. Every piece of clothing is folded and in its place. And she has already made the bed. (laughs) And this is just the way that she lives. And when I tell you my life could not be more opposite, I'm like this brazen slob where my bed is very not made right now. My clothes are still in their suitcase or on the floor. Skincare is everywhere. I just – I look at your life and I I so desperately wish that I could take even like 15% of how organised and on top of your game you are. But I just – sometimes I actually think that it would stress me out more, whereas you probably look at my life and want to be sick, right, physically sick
1: from it. So one night I couldn't sleep and I was looking at your stories (laughs) – Oh my goodness. It was 3 a.m. in the morning. And you had opened your laundry cupboards and you your laundry cupboards are full of sheets yes. and towels. Yes. And then all the dirty laundry or laundry waiting to be folded. Detergent is everywhere else. Yeah. And I got so stressed out looking <laughs> at it that I then was awake for hours because I've, you know, I know your house, I know the layout. And I'm thinking to myself, Why does she store her sheets and towels in the laundry cupboard where your detergent should be? I can
0: answer that. I can answer that. It's because I don't have anywhere else. So, you know, like most people have like a linen press. I don't have that. Okay. I don't have a linen press
1: either. But I was thinking, could you get like a Bunnings little cupboard and put it somewhere? I'm like, could she put it in the garage? Maybe that's where she could store her sheets and towels. But then why do you have so many sheets and towels? Uh, Do you
0: even use them? Well, okay, so family of five. So I have the summer sheets and then I've got linen sheets and then I also have a a set of flannelette sheets, but for each bed. So that's five beds times five people times three different, like, textures of sheets. So you've got the cotton, the linen and the flannelette. Have I gone? Why do you have cotton and linen? Because I like both. <laughs> I find linen beautiful in summer to sleep on. Do I need to downsize? Like, I, Well, I think you need to downsize or you need another storage solution. Listen, our laundry is the one place in our house that we haven't renovated. It is currently being renovated. I think there's two types of people. I think there's, there's the you and then there's the me. And I think we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Like you are heavily organized and I am just a disarray of just shit everywhere. And I I want to ask you, is it something, because I'm like that, because my mum was like that, like our house was always kind of a little bit messy. Like it was, she would tidy it, but it was, there was always a lot of clutter. So there was always an area in the kitchen that was always messy and cluttered and there was always loads of pillows and it was, that was how I grew up. Is, was your mum quite organised like you?
1: My mum is exactly the same as me and I'm very conscious of not imparting too much of my organisation and to some extent obsessiveness around organisation on Olivia and Anna Mm. because I think It's not so much that I think it's important to have a spotless house. I think it's great to have some mess throughout the day and I try to embrace that. So when Olivia was first born, they start using toys and I would spend the entire day just picking up toys and then you realise this will never end because kids are playing, they need to make mess. So I've slowed that down. So now I would choose like certain periods of the day to do a reset, pack things up and then get some new toys out. But the reason I, I mean, I look at you and I would like to be a little bit more like you because I think I am too
0: far the other way. We kind of need to meet. We kind of need to eat each other in the middle. I don't know quite, I'd meet you (laughs) in the middle. I'll meet you at like
1: 80 organised, 20. Amy Gerard. Yeah,
0: 20 Amy
1: Gerard, exactly. Um, And I don't think, it's whatever works for you. So if in your home, if you're not stressed by having the sheets and towels in the laundry cupboard, well, then that's fine because
0: yes.
1: there's no set rule. I The reason I have my sheets and I would um, put away, maybe if I was you, I would put the, away the f- winter flannelette sheets yes. and then get them out at winter. But that's because when I look around a space and I see stuff everywhere, it it's- stresses me out and I will start thinking about... When am I going to deal with this? The week ahead is really busy and I don't really want to get to, I don't know, Thursday night, for example, with things that I do for organisation and think, oh, I've got to do all this washing, I've got to do all this folding, I have to get the kids ready for ballet and swimming. So I try to stagger things Mm. so at any
0: point in time I'm kind of feeling fairly organised and ahead. I remember when I was pregnant with my third, one of the midwives, like one of the questions she asked me was, how are you, how are you with mess? And I said, Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> like I really am fine. I have a thing like I have to have a tidy kitchen. Like my I my kitchen is always pretty spotless. Like this, especially the sink. I hate food scraps. But she was like, I, it's so important that you are able to overlook mess, especially with three, uh, three small kids under four, because your house is going to go to shit and she's not right. Like she's not wrong. Like, but luckily, (laughs) luckily for me, I'm pretty okay with it. So that has literally come hand in hand with having three small children. I have a cleaner once a week and you wouldn't even know because within an hour of my cleaner being home the boys will just flip my house and they just turn it on its head. And I have a big thing where I refu- I've i never been that person that cleans up as I go. I always just kind of wait till the end of the night and then I'll give it a, a quick once-over. Sometimes I even leave it and then I do it in the morning, which would probably give you heart failure. I wouldn't be able
1: to sleep if I did that. But I think it is good, as I said, to just let mess unfold throughout the day. Yep. And if you – and I've realised that the way we have our house set up, we can have the house – you can basically take everything out and throw it everywhere and you would be able to put it all away within an hour and have the house looking organised again because we don't have a lot too of stuff. much stuff and every single item has a place mm. and everyone in the house knows where the place is, including Anna. She's not even two yet, yes. but she will pick things up and go and put them in their place. And Olivia will sometimes say to me, "Mummy, you've put that in the wrong place, <laughs> or she'll move something to like straighten it up. Oh. And that's when I check myself. And I think I, I don't want her to develop anxiety over organization. So I'll be like, no, 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 it's fine. That's okay. We can have this here. We can have this there. But, um, yeah, for the most part, I think it's great to try and embrace a little bit of mess. Yes. Live in the now, as they say, so that you're not always thinking I have to do this, I have to do that, but... I think the main thing is to own less because the less you own, the quicker it is to reset and get yourself organised for the week ahead, for example, or the next day.
0: So you living, because you are in an apartment with two children, you living in an apartment and being in a smaller space, that has nothing to do with you being a minimalist. Even if you had a big house, do you think that you would still live quite a minimalistic lifestyle with limited stuff? Like that's just your you don't like wastage and stuff like that. Like uh, I understand because I remember Charlie for her first birthday, obviously she was the first grandchild on our, on our side. And I, I love your approach when it comes to gifts, um, which we'll touch on in a second. But I remember her first birthday, she was just so incredibly spoiled and, and in a really loving, sweet way from, you know, friends and family and grandparents and aunties and uncles. But the amount of, stuff that she got was so overboard that I ended up putting 80% of it away and I was staggering. I was giving it to her even on her third birthday. I was giving giving her her first birthday presents on her third. So talk us through what your rule is when it comes to birthday presents and Christmas presents because I think it's fantastic and it helps alleviate all that excess stuff. It definitely does.
1: When Olivia was born uh, and before we introduced the rule, I noticed pretty quickly that grandparents were coming around every time they visited with a gift bag of toys, books for Olivia, which was lovely and sweet, but I had a certain idea in my head of the way in which I wanted to raise um, my girls and I didn't want them to become focused on stuff. I wanted them to kind of um appreciate experiences more so rather than wasting money on a plastic toy I won't say any specific toys I would prefer them to go to the zoo or go to the museum or go to the um go to out to a cafe and spend time with their family and have a chat and also because we're in a two bedroom apartment I noticed pretty quickly that it wasn't sustainable there was The house was getting crowded and that was causing me stress. And then it's taking me longer to clean up, which is taking away from time that you want to spend with your children. So uh, we came up with the one present rule or, uh, you know, rule's probably a bit harsh, but one present suggestion yep. and we tried to explain to family when we introduced that the reason that we were introducing it so not that just because um we were being mean or wanted olivia to be deprived but because we wanted to there to be a bigger focus on uh experiences yep. than stuff and you also don't need that much stuff when you're buying so for olivia and anna we buy the girls toys that go the distance so not a toy that they're going to be interested in for two months but you know, Olivia has uh, toys now that she's been using for three years and she still is interested in them. Yep. So puzzles that she was throwing around the room three years <laughs> ago, she now engages with and plays with properly. So if you're keeping most of your toys, it just doesn't make sense that you can keep bringing more and more into the house. Mm-hmm. You can only keep bringing more and more in if you're discarding stuff at the sta- same rate. Yep. Otherwise the apartment gets um, overloaded. So Everyone um, received that message a little bit differently. Um, some people got on board straight away. Uh, my dad, for example, hates going to the shop, so he was he was fine. like, he was fine with it. He's like, you buy the one gift and I'll give you the money, so they get something that they want. Yep. Um, others that's usually, uh, well, you know, commonly is um, the grandmas or the nannies took a little bit um, longer to get on board, but now they see it as well. They've noticed because they come over and they look after the girls and they're like, we understand that there just isn't any more room in the house now. You know, every drawer has things in it. Um, unless we want to be, you know, overfilling them and stuffing things and losing things and spending time looking for stuff, we're at this point now where really we can't have a lot more come into the home. So. They'll um, ask what the girls want. They'll um, workshop it between themselves, or the grandparents will talk, and they'll they'll put a lot of thought into it, and they'll end up getting something that the girls love, rather yeah. than just going to the shop and impulse buying, you know, twenty things. Yes, the girls looking at them, and then five minutes later, disinterested in them. Yes. So it's it's worked well. But Olivia's four now, and we introduce this, you know, three plus years ago. And I'd say it's taken that long where everybody now is on board board and not just doing it because we're telling them to, they kind of appreciate the rationale behind it as well.
0: I absolutely envy your position there because, and I, I wish it was something that we suggested to grandparents too, because I've got grandparents on Ryan's side who are just they're, they're so generous and so lovely, and they love shopping for my children. And they spoil my kids. And, you know, I, I wish that I had somehow been like, oh, you know, maybe we can set up bank accounts and, you know, instead of buying them, you know, 20 toys, maybe money can go into there and it can help them buy their first car or something like that. Because even now, I notice at Christmas time, they're like, tear open a present, give it a once over, look over, flick it to the side, open the next one. And there's no appreciation for all – and because there's so much of it, it's like it, none of it really gets taken in and absorbed. I could never probably switch to the one present rule, but I reckon this from this year onwards I'm going to try to like limit it to, you know, three or four presents per, gra- per grandparent because even like aunties and uncles and all of that jazz, like – it just accumulates and it just.
1: Even that when you add it up and three children times however many family members are giving presents, so ten family members times three gifts each, Mm -hmm. that's like almost 100 gifts you're bringing home at Christmas time, which is just. um, Outrageous. It's outrageous. (laughs) It's outrageous. And I find like even when the girls get given a little bit more at different times, I find that they're not as calm because if I give Olivia one gift, she'll sit down, play with it, engage with it. Whereas if I give her – if I'm kind of giving her stuff constantly, then she'll be like, well, what's next? What's next? I want this. I want that. For example, we don't really go to toy shops often or, you know, mostly we're buying online. And the occasional time we'll go to a kid's store and she just gets so overwhelmed overwhelmed and picking up things. And you can see their brains just in stress mode. And I just think, well, it's not, it's not just, I mean, a lot of it is me not wanting the extra stuff, but I also think it's important for them because I see that they respond better
0: with a little bit less. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I'm going to try and, uh, suggest that rule this uh coming Christmas and I'll let you know how I go but what about Thomas is Thomas like is Thomas more like me or like you or is he in the middle like I would say Thomas and I are very
1: aligned now but it wasn't always that way so Thomas and I have been together for oh gosh 13 years and when we first started When we first started dating, he would, um, you know, most weekends he would be spending his time at my apartment Mm. and he would bring his overnight bag and stuff would just be spilling out (laughs) everywhere. It's me. All over the floor. But then over time he's just come on board and I suppose probably more so since we've had children Mm. because having children in a two-bedroom apartment and a dog, um, there's just you need quite a bit and I think he realizes that ha- all the stuff just causes more stress yeah so it's more you know more stress in your relationship if you're having little arguments because stuff's left out or stuff's in your way or you can't find something when you're rushing to work mm. so he's realized that you know it's e- scaling
0: back scaling on back
1: the is a good thing. Yeah. So it's not, whereas in the past when it was um, him and I living together, he would see my organisation or the need for everything to be in its place as probably more just because she likes the house to look nice. Mm. Whereas now he realises that it's more functional. It's more about everyone's happiness, getting yes. out the door quicker because we can find the girl's shoes and um, hats, etc. Everything has a place. And, you know, he would now hop up in the morning and if a dishwasher needs unpacking, he'll unpack it because he knows that when he gets home from work in the evening, he doesn't want to have to be unpacking a dishwasher before he can repack it. Yeah. Um, so it's all about him, I think, having an appreciation for how it just
0: makes our lives move in more of a rhythm. And smoother. Smoother. And yeah, and it's much easier. I I can totally understand why you love it so much? Like when I do have a clean house, it it's calming. It has a calming effect on me. Sure, it gets flipped on its head relatively soon afterwards, and I just I do roll with it. But I even remember Lisa. She came over my house, and she took one look at one of my drawers. It had all my activewear yeah, in active
1: it. Wear. I <laughs> saw this story too, and it stressed me out. I was like, how much? Okay. <laughs>
0: Actually, honestly, how much active wear do you have? It- I actually – I have been accumulating active wear for years, even when I wasn't being active. I still – you know, as a mom, you wear active wear to the park and stuff like that. And then when I started Pilates, I was like, oh, I have to I have to buy so much more active wear. And so I, I just – I was buying more and more active wear and, like, not realising that I already had all this other stuff because it was all just – Discarded all around the place. I know, I know. You probably want to be violently ill at the thought. So Lisa was like, because she's a little bit like you, but she's also starting to become a little bit more like me. I think I'm starting to rub off on her. Um, a
1: good, happy medium.
0: Yeah, I think she's definitely more still clean, like, like likes everything in its place. Like every time I talk to her on the phone, she's cleaning her house. But anyway, she was like, oh, hell no. Like I, we're fixing this drawer up today. And she like... Marie condoed it, right? And like every she rolled every pan and she rolled all the tops. And I it has stayed that way. And when I pull it out, everything I can see every pant, I can see every bike shock. I can and it's so easy for me to be like, oh, there's a pair, or that goes there. And I I understand. I fully get it because it has made my life easier. And it's it's been so easy to keep it neat and tidy like that. I just I almost need you and Lisa to come around and do my entire house.
1: I think once it's organized mm. it's easy to maintain yes but for a lot of people that are trying to get more organized it's it's that step of how do I go from having so much stuff and feeling like I have no organized spaces to this stage of being organized And I got asked this question um, recently on a QA that I did and I, and people think, People ask, oh, you know, do I tackle the kitchen? Do I tackle a bedroom? And I think that's quite overwhelming sometimes. And also you don't want to spend a whole day organising your kitchen, or at least I don't want to because, oh. you know, your weekend, you want to be outdoors, enjoying yourself, spending time with your children, seeing your friends. Yeah. So I would say to people, clean your clean out your cutlery drawer or for you, clean out your active wear drawer. And then it kind of, if you realise that that's then working and you're getting to wear more of your active wear, whereas Mm -hmm. maybe you used to just grab the same pair that you could see all the time and you see the benefit of it, then you might move on to a different drawer and then Mm -hmm. slowly just over, it might take a year. But then you turn around and you say, you know, now I have this space that I feel calmer in. I feel more Mm organised. I feel like I can get to wherever I need to be faster, everyone's happier or, you know, feeling more in control and then you will maintain it. Yeah. But it depends what works for you because if you work, if you feel comfortable having your active wear all over the place,
0: (laughs) well then that's fine. That's fine. It's all I know. I've always been that person. I I don't look at my wardrobe and feel – Anxious or overwhelmed by it. I've always just lived like that, but I can absolutely appreciate what Lisa did to my activewear drawer. I can appreciate that. And I I've been like, oh, I, I do really enjoy that. So I actually took a leaf out of her book and the next day I did the drawer above it, which is all my bras and my undies and period undies and whatnot. And I kind of I kind of organized them into little sections in the drawer. Everyone's got period undies, right? I'm going to segue straight from that into your wardrobe because I want to chat. You are one of the stylish most stylish people I know and you always look so put together, but you're not a you're not an impulsive shopper. You buy like statement pieces. So you might probably spend a little bit more money, but you kind of have like capsule wardrobes, right? I think I have um, I have a cross between a capsule
1: wardrobe and probably some items in my wardrobe that aren't strictly capsule wardrobe. So I have the staple pieces. So I would think jeans, collared shirts, white t-shirts, trench, trench, leather jacket, wool coat, um, blazers. Mm. And then in amongst that, I would have some dresses, but knit dresses, floral dresses. So even though I would say floral dresses, not necessarily a capsule or staple item, but they are items that I would wear for, you know, recently we were on holidays and um, in Port Douglas and the summer dresses that I was wearing were exactly the same dresses that I was wearing when we did Europe in 2019 and they were old at that stage. So I would always nelly always buy items that i think i will wear for at least five years yeah Um, wow so not trend items and i find because i don't have a huge wardrobe my hanging space is two panels Mm -hmm. i like fashion I want to make sure that everything can fit in there because I don't want to overwhelm myself with too many things so that kind of is one of the reasons that I aim for staple pieces and I also just like that look like I like more of a classic uh, style Yep. and then you can mix it up with whatever's in season so knit dresses obviously have been huge in the last 12 months but I feel like they're not trendy like they're having a moment yes but they will still be things that Um, You know, it'll still be a dress that I would wear for years to come, even though it mightn't be as trendy as it was last season. Yeah. It's still quite classic.
0: Yeah. So I, yeah, I agree with you. I've got a few um, staple pieces, which I've had for years. Like I remember my leather jacket I bought when I was – It must have been 2014 and it's just kind of done full circle. Like now it's back in fashion. Like it went out a little bit, but I I did. I I dropped a fair amount of money on it, but it's lasted and I think I will have it forever. Yeah, A leather jacket is a great investment
1: um, piece and I think
0: pretty much any leather
1: jacket you buy, um, if you put a lot of thought into it and research and buy a good quality one, you will keep it for years and years. I don't have a leather jacket at the moment. Wow. My last leather jacket I bought in 2007. And it's a bit of a running joke because I wore it for 10 years Mm. and then the inside the seams ripped. It was so soft and cozy. And then I was on the hunt for a replacement for the last, what are we now in 2022? I Mm -hmm. must've been on the hunt for a replacement for about five years. You just can't find one. I just can't find one that Mm. I love. So I wouldn't impulse buy just to get a leather jacket. I will just wait and I'll wear my wool coat and I'll wear a denim jacket or a trench coat. And when I finally find my leather jacket, if I
0: ever do, Mm. I will buy it. But until then, I won't just buy one for the sake of it. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. My leather jacket, I must have bought it when I was, oh, my gosh, 55 kilos. And it's so tight on my arms that I actually can't wear anything else underneath it. It was it's beautiful leather from Italy and whatnot. But anyway, I want to also ask before I before we um, jump off and go ghost hunting, I <laughs> want to ask whilst the kettle boils has become somewhat of a little movement on your page Can you talk us through that? Because I do think it's such a fantastic um, little idea that you've put out there. I have applied it to my life. Um, I like to fill my kettle right the way up to give me more time because I um, need, my house needs all the help in the world. So talk us through whilst the kettle boils.
1: Okay. So this was something that I've always done. And then one day I just hashtagged it for some reason while the kettle boils and people really resonated with it. But the reason that I do it is because I think, um, being organized and staying on top of your house shouldn't take away from the fun stuff. It shouldn't take away from spending time with your kids, your family, being outdoors, getting exercise in, if you can fit it in. So if you just do something while the kettle boils, so three, four minute tasks every day, And you might, you know, if you're at home, you might have a couple of um, coffees throughout the day or even just you don't need to be boiling the kettle. It's just the concept of is there something I've got, you know, I'm I'm waiting for um, Thomas to have a shower and then we're going out. I've got three minutes. Can I just quickly clean out the fridge, like the fruit drawer, clean out the fruit drawer. Clean the uh, sink, clean a toilet, put a load of washing on. Unpack the dishwasher. Unpack the dishwasher. um, Fill the little dishmatic, you know, stick thing that you clean your uh, plates with. There's so many things. Fill the water jug, wash the microwave plate. Uh, water a plant. Yeah. Uh, you know, fill up the nappy drawer. T- um, change the wipes. Fill up the tissue holder if you have a holder that holds your tissues. Um, change a toilet roll. You know, clean a mirror. There are endless things that you can do in two to three minutes. Um, and if you're, and sometimes if you do have the time. That's a little incentive to get started with some tidying. And you might find that you do one job while the kettle's boiling, or you do one three to four minute task, and then you end up spending half an hour doing some tidying and you feel good about it. Whereas if you think to myself, I have to clean my house, for the most part, how I keep the house tidy is little bursts, little Mm. energy bursts, some three to four minutes, some might be 20 minutes or half an hour, just to keep on top of things so that we don't get to the weekend and everything's a mess and having to waste half a day getting things in order.
0: So for you, having all these little cleaning bursts and staying on top of your house, that obviously helps you to just feel on top of things and to feel calm and whatnot. But how do you like, how do you switch off and unwind? Like, does your house have to be... Does everything have to be in its place and it has to be in order? And is that when you can sit on the couch and, you know, watch Netflix or something like that? How do you how do you switch completely off from doing the little tasks and stuff? Or is it because you've done them all?
1: Most of the time it's because I've done them all. So at night time we will reset the house and then we'll hop on the couch and start watching TV. And I think during the week, I only feel like I can really switch off once things are done because I'm already having my mind what's ahead for the next day. So I like to um, know that I'm going to sleep and waking up um, prepared Mm. to um, smash out a day. If it's the weekend, sometimes because I'm quite conscious that I'm a little, I am too far the other way, I want to come somewhere closer to you. On a weekend, I might be playing with the girls at home and I might see something in the kitchen and think, I want to go and put that away or I want to go and clean that. And now I will tell myself, leave it. It's like a little test for myself. You can do this. You don't have to go and put that away right now. Just enjoy the moment. And I'm more and more more telling myself to do that. And all I need to say to myself is the world's not going to fall apart because we do have systems in place and things are organised It will take two minutes later to run around and do all of those things. So just let it go. So I'm a lot more trying, conscious of it it, Mm. and not wanting to, um, inflict my ways too much on the girls. I want them to have, you know, lives where they feel organized and calm, Yeah, but I don't want them to feel anxious. So I try to myself tone it down a little bit when I can.
0: Yes. I think it's great that you're doing that on the weekends. I maybe should try and be more like an organized apartment on the weekends. I'm just go, go, go during the week. And then I get even more relaxed on the weekend, but maybe I need to take the time to start doing little tasks because even you know, as I just mentioned before, having that clean little active wear drawer, it does it does make a difference. So maybe one day, <laughs> when you're free, which is never, maybe you'd like to come over to my house. And I mean, it, I actually, it, when I have, uh, when I woke up <laughs> and couldn't sleep, looking at your stories of your laundry.
1: I was thinking, how do we solve this problem? How can can I help her? Can I take the day off work tomorrow to go to Amy's and and solve this problem? Because it was giving me so much stress and it's not even my space. (laughs) But I'm just like, she's... You're a busy mom with three kids. You don't need this. This could be so much easier.
0: And I I would pay. I would pay for you to come around. Just like Lee. Lee just had her wardrobe done by one of her girlfriends, Sarah. And I said, how, like, how do you feel now having the whole coal and the organ? And she was like, oh, my God, it's, it's a game changer. I would love to get her, um, whoever you, Lee used, I would love to get her to come and do my whole wardrobe because it is, it's, it is in shambles the only person that's worse than me is ryan he doesn't actually even put his clothes away it's they're just in a pile next to his bed and i actually used to put them away but now i'm like nah um no if that's how he wants to live just picking from that pile that like literally is borderline cold and moldy because it's right next to the wind i know i know <laughs> you would you would not be able to I sleep at night me right now <laughs> to calm my nerves <laughs> I but I would love to get you. Once I renovate the laundry, I'm we, I'm going to invite you over for lunch. There's going to be a s- small incentive behind it. Um, I'll provide a beautiful lunch, it. and we will take everything out of your <gasps> wardrobe. Yes, everything out of your drawers, mm. and then we start off putting your
1: favorite pieces back in. Is that how and you do it? And then we build from that. And you will find you will stop buying as much because it's like going you will go shopping in my own wardrobe in your own wardrobe through the clean out because you'll realize you have so much more
0: stuff or you'll rediscover things that you love that you'd forgotten about oh my god this is actually very exciting stuff i'm gonna wrap this up if you want to go and follow brookie her handle is an organized apartment. I will put it in the show notes. But she has so many tips and tricks. Just even, even packing, like your organizational cubes that you use, um, life changing. Yeah, I feel like that's your number one question, isn't it? It is. I get so
1: asked so much about um, my travel cubes, yes. and they've been. I use them to store toys as well. We use them around the house to keep things in their place, and yeah, and then great for travel.
0: You should um, all give her a follow, even if you can't live up to her standards, which most people can't because she is a lord at organisational stuff. But even if you can take a few little tips and tricks from her, I feel like it's only going to be beneficial for your life. Um, I'm going to start doing it. Obviously, Brookie's going to come over for lunch and help me organise my life better. And then hopefully it can be a bit more seamless from then onwards. I think so. Once you start making a few little changes, it will just have a flow-on effect. effect. Yes. Okay, amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me in your impeccably tidy room with our ghost. With our ghost. We are going to go – we're ghostbusters today. I'm going to be in bed with you tonight. Okay. Okay. Big spoon. I will big spoon you. I'm hoping I don't snore. I only tend to snore if I'm sick, which I'm not. Or if I've been drinking, which I don't, I mean, I have a wine or two tonight, but I'll be good. But we'll have each other when the noises come. We'll have each other. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will love you and leave you guys. Thank you so much for joining. Go and follow Brookie. You will absolutely love her page. And she's just an absolute breath of fresh air. And she's very, very, very clever. And you all need to take some pages out of her books. So I will leave you with all the show notes and whatnot. And I will see you again next week. So I love you. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Bye for now.